0: You are the everlasting i
1: That was great. That was really good. Amen. Now, you know, when it comes to all that music and playing and singing, I, I can't give much instruction. But there's one part in there I could help you with. Woo! <laughs> I do that one. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> oh, brother, I want to be happy in the Holy Ghost. Second Thessalonians tonight, Second Thessalonians. I'm going to begin in chapter one and verse seven. To 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 And to you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory of His power. When He shall come to be glorified in His saints, to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Everybody said praise the Lord. I want to talk to you for a little bit tonight on your testimony. Your testimony. The, uh, you know, testimony means that you're, in most cases, a witness. And that as a witness, you're giving your testimony. And your testimony is what you both see and know, heard. And you're able to give witness to that. You're able to give testimony. For us, it really means telling people what God has done for us, as an individual, what He's done for you, what God has done for you. That's just a simple explanation, and it's not designed to be complicated. It's God did something for you, now tell somebody about it. And as you tell people about it, then you're giving your testimony. You're being a good witness. After that, the Holy Ghost, after you receive the Holy Ghost, then you have power to become a witness for the Lord. Power to overcome all the uh, devilish things that the enemy brings. And you can tread upon the scorpions and the serpents, the book teaches. You're at, you have all power over the power of the enemy. And you grow in grace and knowledge of that. You learn more and more of the Lord. and But I want you to understand that John, uh, in his one of his books, the book of Revelation in particular, he did look and see a great multitude, a number that no man could number, And they were around the throne of God, and they were worshiping and praising and magnifying and rejoicing and singing and dancing and blessing. And uh, in so doing, the question was asked, who are these? And the answer was, these are they that came out of great tribulation, great greatness of hard time and uh, sorrow and adversity. There was uh, much that was coming against them. And they stood up to it in the Holy Ghost, and they were delivered from it. And uh, they they were in that first resurrection, and there they are around the throne of Almighty God. John was given some foresight, some insight to the future, of course, and uh, particularly in that book of Revelation, right? And uh, funny thing is, you can be in that book of Revelation one minute, boom, you're back in before the foundation of the world, and then the next minute, you know, you're boom the other way, up in the future, things that haven't happened yet. And then the next thing you know, you're right smack dab where we're at. And uh, so the Lord knows how to keep his church very much up to date with what's going on. But I I want you to understand that the Bible also declared that there were those of the church, that they loved not their lives unto the death, that they kept, they guarded, they protected their testimony. They were able to uh, tell people what God had done for them. And as the writer said here, there's going to be people, and they're going to be there because they believed your testimony. Isn't that something? That you're going to be responsible for people that will be in heaven because they believed your testimony. They believed what you had to say about what God did for you. And listen, it's important. That when you're telling people and showing people and living the life of what God did for you, it's important that people, you must realize that people are viewing you. They are looking at you. They're observing you. It's not just going to be, you know, one thing and you say it and that's it. It's going to be day in and day out. It's going to be you going to college. It's going to be you going to your job. It's going to be you visiting up and down uh, uh, different aisles of different stores. And the way you look, the way you talk, the way you act. All of it is going to build your testimony as to what Jesus Christ has done for you. And as you bring that testimony, as you bring that witness, and as you be a good witness for Jesus Christ, people are going to become believers out of that. They're going to believe to repent. They're going to believe that they need to be baptized in Jesus' name. They're going to believe that they need to get the Holy Ghost and become an overcomer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen and amen. I told a couple of our young ladies getting ready to come to the college for the rally. And uh, I had occasion to speak on the phone. And I said, I want you to make sure. And I knew that the girls are modest, but I told them, I want you to be at your most modest. I want you to be, pay a little extra attention, you know. Kind of like polishing something up, that you want to, to uh, what did it say, let your lamp uh, be trimmed and burning brightly? That you pay a little extra attention to it. And maybe we get away from the uh, 10 watt, we boost it up to 100 watt, you know, and make it a little brighter. And we were talking about that today and the new building and how many lights are going to be up in the ceiling and how bright it's going to be. And I said, good, I, I like bright. I want it to be bright when I'm in church. And I I, I said, if anything we we'll put it on a, a, a certain uh, uh, rheostat, you know, where you can turn it down and then turn it back up and adjust it where you want it. But I like it bright in church. There will be a time to have certain kind of lighting to showcase the paintings, but there will be a time to have it nice and bright where you showcase your congregation, you showcase God working in your midst. People can see plainly the presence and the working of Almighty God as people rejoice. People are excited. People are happy. People are healed. People are filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Amen. When you can tell people what God has done for you, when you can show people what God has done for you, when you, uh, people, you know, a big thing is for them to have the before and the after. And there are people who know people, and they, uh, they've they seen the before. They've seen people drunk. They've seen people on dope, other forms of dope besides alcohol. They've seen people who were sick and down and out and abused and, and abusing others. They've seen people who were uh, unsuccessful in life and uh, just having a difficult time of it. And they've seen people get the Holy Ghost come come bragging about it boasting of it that's in the in the Bible the word boasting and and boasting of the Lord and and how what all he's done in my life and that uh, they see then the after and what a great contrast it is it's the difference between darkness and light and it's a stark difference and it should be and you know when they came out of Egypt when God sent Moses and said to bring the people out of Egypt that they would come to worship him and in the big uh, overall plan of worshiping God, that the uh, the Bible said that he presented them with a cloud by day and uh, to give them light and protection. And that uh, it's been said the further they got into that cloud, the brighter the light was. And I want you to know the If you get in the church, if you'll put your mind into this, your heart into this, and you you will see the light get brighter, you will experience the brightness of God's glory, and you'll be able to trim your lamp a little bit. You'll be able to polish things up a little bit. You'll be able to pray the rough edges off, and the pastor will be able to preach the rough edges off, and we'll be able to see you grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so that people people out there will see and observe and that they will believe your testimony. They will be convinced that you're not just talking, but you're walking, that you're living the life and they're observing that. They're seeing the difference from darkness to light. They're seeing that. The Bible teaches that when you believe on Jesus as the scripture has said, and that you will then be translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Subject matter, his marvelous light. The kingdom of his marvelous light. This is not an ordinary light. This is not an ordinary experience. This is not uh, some kind of man-made religious situation where people just put on, you know, we listened to one woman and she was just talking about her dad passed away at 84 and how he uh, lived for God, and she was just so twittery. That's a bad word nowadays, right? But anyway, she was just going after how happy she was because he's going to be with the Lord. And you're looking at her, and you know, you know, you know. And it's it's so sad to see people that are trying to do this under their own steam. They're trying to do it mechanically. They're trying to do it uh, with a strong human spirit. And that's not gonna work. You're not, you're not going to get to heaven unless you're born again of water and of the Spirit. And that's God's word. Don't blame that on me. That's in the Bible. That's chapter and verse. And what? Who wants to blame anyway? All you gotta do is obey. All you gotta do is obey. And he's coming back. And and you know what? It's just like somebody dying, and you know in your heart. That they were baptized in Jesus' name. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they were living for God, and you know that they, the Lord took them, and they're with Him. And that's that's not a fake or a phony. You can be seated. That's not a fake or a phony or a, a plastic thing or somebody just saying words, okay? Uh, but I am telling you that there, there are uh, people out there that are playing an awful lot of games about this thing. And, and, you know, they'll talk about, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. And one place in the Scripture said, you know, more or less, woe unto you that say the day of the Lord's coming. What is that to you? <laughs> That's a day of astonishment. It's a day of surprise. It's a day of, of judgment. For them it's not a good thing. But for them that you give your testimony to and you give it in such a convincing manner that they're going to be among that number. They're going to be among them that believed your testimony. Oh, friend, you know, it's been said it used the word admired. And it's been said, admire is to love with your heart. Love with your mind, rather, to love with your mind. And there are people that their minds can be changed. Their minds can fall in love with Jesus and the truth because of how you bring about your testimony. That they see it's not odd and it's not weird. And it's not way out, either left or right, but that it's a balanced testimony. It's a it's a balanced lifestyle. You know, there are people out there chasing all kinds of lifestyles, and they're so empty and they're so confused and they're tripping over everything in the darkness. The Bible said we got to work while it's still day because he said there's a night coming where nobody can work. And we've still got a little time here. We've still got a little bit of opportunity here, okay, And while we've got this opportunity, we've got to work. We've got to give our testimony. We've got to share with people what the Lord has done for us. And we cannot afford to be ashamed. So make sure when it comes to that part that you lift up your voice and say, Woo! Don't be ashamed. Don't put your eyes down. Don't put your head down. Don't get all embarrassed. Tell yourself, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm in the church. I'm a son or a daughter of God. And I gotta do this and I gotta live this in a manner that they'll believe. I want them to believe. I want them to believe. I want them to be there in that day. I want them to be there in that day. I want them. You can remain standing. I want them to be there. Paul talked about the church being the jewel in the in the, in the crown. And the joy and the rejoicing would be the people that would make it because of his ministry and his witness and his testimony. And you, you want to think about the people that you can influence in a godly way. That you can influence them. You can help them to look to the church. Thereby look to Jesus Christ. It is his church. And that they will look to truth. There's a lot of fake and a lot of phony and a lot of religion people need salvation people need something that changes their heart or their mind you know and that it you know it it is somebody say well that's, you're just a bunch of emotion well number one my emotions are based on chapter and verse if I'm responding to happiness it's because the Bible tells me to rejoice. And again, I say unto thee, rejoice. It tells me to leap for joy. It tells me to do that. Not just when I'm having a good time, but maybe when I'm not having such a good time. Maybe when it's difficult. Maybe when I'm in heaviness through manifold temptations and trials. But still I'm rejoicing that I'm baptized in Jesus' name. And I've got the Holy Ghost. And my life has been changed. And that I've got heaven to look forward to. Yes, sir. I've got that to look forward to. Come on. Give him a big hand. Amen. Come on, let's sing and worship and gather around the front tonight. God bless you. We love you. We're glad you're here.
0: Thank you, Lord. i